friends and enemies. No, 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 Stephen. There are no enemies, not in this new year. There are only friends and not my friends. Maybe potential friends, potentially. That's right. And especially if you're listening right now or in the future or whenever you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to the Who Cares podcast, you are definitely my friend. And being a friend of Stevens comes with a lot of perks. But this perk in particular is one that you're going to be able to share with your grandmother. So I'll try and keep the cussing at a minimum. I sure as fuck won't want to cuss a lot because if I fucking cuss, then Graham can't listen to it. But what you're going to see and hear within this podcast, views that will alleviate anxiety, will alleviate the stress that you're probably feeling right now, or hopefully, like me, use this past couple weeks since we, uh, we've last talked and you've organized your life and you've kind of looked back and you've looked back at the past year and said, I wonder what I did this past year. Maybe this year going forward, I got to change up a lot of things. And what you got to change up too is probably the most important aspect of your life. And that is not to allow fake fear because all fear is, is pretty much fake. I mean, definitely we need it in our lives. It, It can be a counselor, but not a jailer. And it's becoming a jailer to many of you. So right now, this podcast, they're going to teach it in schools, I promise. But this podcast is for you to alleviate and to help guide. Because there's one person right now that has not helped to guide the people, and that's the Pope. He thinks that the world is putting more emphasis on pets, and that's why they're not having kids. All this and more on the Who Cares podcast. Welcome to the Who Cares podcast, a podcast that enters your soul with your host, Stephen Moraga. Talking about the Pope. Yeah, today, there's an article out today in the New York Times, and the Pope doesn't open his mouth about much, but he decided to open his mouth about this. He thinks because there's a decline with couples and people across the world, there's a decline in having babies. And he's very upset about it. And he is directly placing the blame on our most beloved friends in the whole world, our pets. Now, I take this very personally, seeing as my pet had to go down a couple weeks ago. And yes, I did put more emphasis on Bentley than I did my kids because I don't have any. And you know why I don't have any? There's a variety of reasons why I don't have any. How come the Pope doesn't have any kids? Exactly the same reason, because I am concentrating on other things. And he's concentrating on other things too. It's not my fault he has a cat allergy or something. I don't know. Maybe a dog bit him when he was a kid. But he is making an issue that he thinks is that big of a deal to talk to the people, his grandiose, wonderful voice that he has been given in this power popularity contest that he won a couple years ago. He's used that voice to now badmouth pets. If that doesn't tell you how absurd the world is right now, that's just a glimpse. And this is, this is one of the top leaders. Him and all of his crony leader friends are the reason that we're in this mess. And probably the biggest reason why people aren't having kids, they don't want to bring kids up in a world full of chaos that was created by our elders. They fucked up. They let it go. They, they had a great thing given to them, and they all just crumbled under the pressure. They didn't become diamonds under the pressure. They became dust. And so it's up to people like us 
and I guess Gen Z, because I have another article that's fascinating, that's almost more absurd than the one I just even talked about right now, the Pope discussing pets and kids. What if your kid is a pet? Or vice versa, what if your pet is a No, like you can't have that. Neither one. We got to keep those things separate. That's right. Okay, so so while we can see the Pope is an absolute moron, it's been a while since we talked. That's right. A lot has happened since we last talked. We had Christmas. And let me tell you, if there's one thing, whole COVID two years, we're going on the third year, but these past two years of COVID, if there's one great thing I'm grateful for is the fact that I think that our family now appreciates each other. That's right. It takes time away from each other, you know? We haven't seen each other in a long time. And, and it was really beautiful because we got we a beautiful a beautiful spread done by my cousin Monica and friend of the show, Jimmy. They had a wonderful uh, home, very heartwarming. And the kids were great. Everybody's kids were great. They're all two years older. I'm not sure what age they are now. They're two years older. But... What it did is everybody within the room, we honestly really, it was like seeing old friends. Well, or like seeing old relatives. Well, it actually was seeing old relatives. But we really, really missed each other. And I think that that came across whether we, we could put our finger on it that night or not. When we're eating the tamales and we're eating the beans, my Auntie Cindy's chili corrado. God, I have a hard time saying that. I'm learning Spanish this year. All of our Spanish-speaking listeners. Um, our family got together and really were genuinely interested, I think. You know, before, not to say, this is every family, right? I don't care who you are. It's not that anybody was bored with each other, but, you know, we kind of, what's going on? Great. Yeah, how you doing? Okay, fantastic. But, but it takes maybe scares like this or the time away from each other or, you know, um, and it was just the familiarity of being around each other brought back familiarity uh, that had been sorely lacking in this past couple of years of uncertainty. And so I want to thank my family. And if your family is not like my family, that sucks. Your family is a bunch of assholes. But if you want, possibly write into Stephen Who Cares Podcast.com and maybe, just maybe, if you don't have a record, we'll put you up uh, next year in a Zoom call. And put you at the end of the table or something. You could be, uh, you know, the listener from the Who Cares podcast. Or maybe, maybe, if you're hot enough, I might date you and bring you to Christmas next year. So there's that possibility as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that could go into this. But if your family was not grateful to see you, then yeah, they're a bunch of assholes. Get rid of them. Don't even go next year because if this doesn't bring out the camaraderie, this doesn't bring out the gratitude that you have and the love that you have for each other. And look, it, we weren't overwhelmingly kissy-kissy all over each other, but it was just a genuine feeling. And if you didn't have that, then you have a family that probably just just get rid of the family, just disband it. Do it now, start your own, start a new legacy, and uh, have some pets instead of kids. I don't know, do something. But don't hang out with that family. Hang out with ours. If you ever get a chance to meet one of the Moragas, not a fake one, because there's a couple of fake Moragas out there using our name. But if you get a chance to meet one of the Moragas or uh, offshoots, because some of them are married and then they have different last names, but generally speaking, all Moragas have Moraga blood of some sense, uh, Moraga blood in them. 
but they don't use you know the last name Moraga if it's not their last name. You know, but we do have some of those around too. So just like I said, be very very careful of those charlatans, um, snake oil salesmen. But for all of the uh, offshoots, off branches of all the Moragas here, if you get a chance to meet one, you'll never forget them. First of all, you'll never forget them, and you've never met anybody like them. You'll be better for it. You will, and maybe you can ask them for an invite next year. You know, and then the next day I had, well, I left my I left my phone like a dum dum. I left my phone in the Uber that took me out or Lyft or whatever it was out to uh, out to old Claremont here, Claremont, California. And as soon as I got in there, you know, I was good to see my cousins and whatnot. And then I go, they asked me about something uh, to do with one of the business ventures I'm doing, and I go reach for my phone. Oh, my phone's in the car. Oh, the Uber driver just. Oh, he just left down the street and now I don't have a phone to call him. Yeah. So even then, I put it behind me. I thought, you know what? There's nothing I can do. I guess when I get home, I'll find my iPhone or whatever. But it is a brand new one terabyte iPhone, the newest one with a cinema, cinematic look where you can blur one person and bring to light another, whatever. I'd like to blur a lot of people out, but bring to light a lot of people. So I kind of upset maybe just one. Can you do both? Can you do a bunch? I don't know. I haven't got that deep into it. Maybe Stephen Who Cares Podcast dot com because maybe I need some help. You know, give, reach out to me and let me know all the benefits, please. Okay. So just write to me. Let me know pluses and the minuses. I mean, I've already looked them up, but I want to know from you, the people, the ones that actually use it, not some goof that had got it for a week to test it, and he wrote it in a, an article or a blog. We don't want that. We want it from the people that it's already been out in a long time, right? So go ahead and let me know. So what happened was, is, uh, yeah, I was uh, scared shitless for about 24 hours. I didn't get much sleep then on Christmas Eve night because I knew where the phone was. I knew exactly where it was. When I got home, you know, I got the address and all that from find my own phone. So what do I do? I have, I have no phone. But I was able to call, try and call it through my computer or whatnot. Try to, I, I was able to access uh, from an older phone that doesn't call. I was able to access my account, and uh, it they rang it or it rang it, and, and I was able to message the guy. But and I knew that I was the last. The guy was very nice, and I knew I was the last, you know, drop off or whatnot. But still. What if he gets up in the morning and some other guy gets in there and, and biggest iPhone theft con artist in all of Southern California? That's a very big possibility. That could have happened. So that could have been the first guy he picks up in the morning. Or who knows what he's doing in the morning? Maybe he's going, maybe his family is a bunch of assholes, right? Who knows? And he's going to an asshole Christmas and they all just ransack his car and just take things. You know, that's a possibility. So I knew it. Two o'clock in the morning, whenever I got home from my Christmas, that that phone was there. Now, what do I do? Do I go to this house? Well, there's four units. Do I knock on every door? Yeah, probably because I know that my phone is there. I know it's there. So I'm thinking, well, I'm, and by this time, it's already going to be two o'clock. And I'm not, I'm not going to be, you know, all you guys are a bunch of amateur drinker drivers out there on, on Christmas Eve. Not to say that you should drink and drive, but people who drink on Christmas Eve, tend to not have done it in a long time, maybe. And so they're like, woo, I'm a doctor, and I just had a couple glasses of champagne. Woo, let me kill, you know, a family of 10. 
You know, that's usually how it works. So I don't want to be, my life is probably more important than most people's on the road. So I decided, well, I'll just leave maybe at like 3.34 because I got to go there. I know where it's at because there's a, like I said, the, the variable, the variables the next day are, are tremendous, right? Because he's not answering me, probably because he went home and went to bed like a normal person, but I'm going crazy because I need my phone. You know, I need my phone for a variety of things. What do I do? So I think, well, all right, I'll just drive out there. Uh, instead of knocking, because I don't know exactly which unit number it is, right? Uh, but I remember his car, so I'm thinking of just maybe, I don't know, putting banners all over the car, you know, throwing toilet paper all over it. You know, no, I'm nothing like that. But at least bringing a lot of attention to, but, to this man so that there's no way that he gets, if he doesn't check his phone, if he doesn't, if he goes to his, as soon as he goes to his car, He'll see. It's like when you know the, when cheerleaders like uh, do all, all kinds of stuff for the basketball players, the football players. You know, they just ride all over everything, right? Something like that. Maybe make his car into a rose parade float or something. I'm not really sure, but by that time now it's four o'clock, and I'm not, and I'm sitting at my desk here trying to think about what I was going. And I went out, and then I wake up and I miss church because I stayed up too late uh, thinking about. Uh, how to get the phone. And then by then he's called me like three times. And luckily on my way to my mother's, he works at St. Jude. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Had it there waiting for me. And I just walked in and grabbed it and everything was perfect. So my phone story is not that eventful, but you understand the problems, the, the, the mind games that I can play with somebody, right? So that's real fear. That's real fear. That is not fear of this serum or dust or allergens, or moisture, or airborne catastrophe that has gripped the world by the balls, and then slapped them, kicked them, and gripped those balls again, and then hammered them with like a, you know, mallet. That's what it's done. That's what it's. And if women obviously do not understand what that feels like, and I don't know what exactly that feels like, but. Um, I have been kicked in the balls, and not, and I, but not been hit with a mallet, of course. But I guess for a woman, it would be, hmm, it would kind of be like what happens to many of you, um, almost, almost nonstop. It's your emotions; they get, they get, they get hurt, right? So I guess it would kind of be like that. So just like those aren't really real, the emotions of most of society throughout the world are now mixed with paranoia, complete delusion, complete and utter lack of logical thought processes, analysis. I mean, I don't know where everybody thinks of themselves as educated here in the United States or a lot of people. And being educated does not mean just doing a simple Google search or people forgot how to, and you know, the longer you're out of school or whatnot, you know, just because you, you have a degree and stuff, it looks like people forgot how to test hypotheses and all those kind of those steps, you know, and, and having your own business. For us, we always have to test things on the market. And if that doesn't work, and we always are trying to prove ourselves wrong so that we can build and make things right. Like this podcast, for instance, it, it came out the gate just going crazy. And then I messed up and ruined the RSS feed when I didn't know what the hell I was doing back then. Probably a lot of you would say I still don't, but back then I didn't know. And we switched over to uh, another platform and uh, I totally blew it on that. And then, you know, trying to get the listeners back was a definite uh, hardship. 
we have to test and and, and look at there's many times and you know this everybody if you've listened to this podcast enough I'm not really sure how much longer I'm going to be doing this. There's so many projects that we have going on that need my time, but I love talking to you. And I love the fact that a new sponsor came on and that's paying us heftily, heftily, heavily, uh, Stardust, stardustpill.com. And, um, you know, keeping us going, keeping the lights on here and, uh, you know, making it so that this is not only enjoyable, but we're not just doing this for no reason. Stardustpill.com stardustpill.com go there right now please if you haven't gone to stardustpill.com you owe it to yourself do you want laugh lines do you want wrinkles do you want to show up at your 10 year reunion or your 15 year old reunion or your 20 year old reunion looking like a pile of garbage do you want to be yesterday's news no you don't so more than ever more than anything in your brain don't even go to the post office tomorrow I don't even know why anybody would go to the post office, but don't even go to Starbucks. Don't even go to Bagel and Me or Bagel More or don't even go to um, get that croissant. Don't even go. Listen, ladies, especially I'm talking to you, but men too. go and get StardustPill.com. Every one of you owe it to yourself because listen to this. Listen to this. I remember when I was a I was a, a wee, a wee lad uh, in fourth grade and I third, fourth and fifth fifth grade i was in love with this mormon girl her name was mindy and i was in mr oliver's class and yet somehow the gods of mormon kept her away from me but they put her in the hispanic class weird i know because she's from utah but she was actually put in this class over here and and i couldn't the only time i was able to see her was at recess and you know that's not really that good because you're you're in a battle against whoever you're out there against you're playing soccer you're playing football you're playing basketball you're in a battle against um whoever it is out there and and you don't have time for mindy because you can't at fourth grade you can't really show the girl that you really like her that much but yet your whole life is consumed by her you know what happened you know what happened go google her right now go 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 face Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring anything bad to it, Mindy. Poor Mindy, but I made the I made the mistake right of 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 looking her up on one of them social media sites, whether it be FB or IG or SC or TT. No, I, I look at I I I made the unfortunate, and this is a couple years ago, people. And had she got stardustpill.com, stardustpill.com, had she got that pill, we would be talking, she wouldn't be involved in this scenario. She, I would never talk bad about a woman, but you can read between the lines, the lines on her stomach. Ladies and gentlemen, stardustpill.com, stardustpill.com, make sure you go there because it battles uh, aging. Historical uses included for cancer, tuberculosis, diabetes, hypertension, infections, erectile dysfunction. So there, right there, you're alert. You're standing up. You're standing straight. I mean, whatever it is you're standing, you're, you're listening. And then uh, infertility, muscle soreness, all that stuff. It's also a tonic in the liver and kidney con- for kidney conditions and liver conditions. It's a tonic is what it's saying. And it fortifies muscles and boners. I'm sorry, and bones. Um it's been, yeah, it's beneficial for headache, dizziness, grain of the hair, constipation, liver disease. I mean, the list goes on and on, people. Are you going to go against 7,000 trillion years, 7,000, 2,000 years of Chinese medicine? I think you're not. I think you're not. Go to stardustpill.com, read between the lines, poor Mindy, 
Don't stay in the lines. Don't stay in her belly. Remember, stardustpill.com. Don't be like Mindy. And uh, and also, too, the amount of mail uh, and, and feedback that we get, um, you know, this past uh, couple of weeks have been the some of them have been I don't know I think I got a little fifty fifty this this past uh, past week, but but I'll get into that later. But what happens is you always are constantly trying to test and and not just take things. If you don't question things, it doesn't mean that you're an enemy of the state. It doesn't mean that you're a horrific person, that you're not falling in line with everything and that you have no opinion. You should not talk to anybody. If you differ at all, you should always question everything because nothing is what it seems like on the surface. Now, there's not one thing. There isn't. Everything comes with different layers different outcomes, biases. If there had been signs by anyone out that they know what the fuck they're doing, then I would say by all means, just follow blindly the great leadership by all, all nations that have, have done such a tremendous job in protecting the psyche of the people because that's what we're starting to see right now, people. After, as, as I'm noticing more and more now, since maybe the past month even more so, what's happening is this malaise, this acceptance of the wear and tear of the gravy of of thought and disgust and fe- paranoia and lunacy and, and people are actually going mad because they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. They should. It's not up to anybody really. I mean, but yourself to see a light at the end of the tunnel. When they asked all the Holocaust survivors, "What was it about that you think that made you uh, survive and the others didn't?" They always they all say the same thing: hope. And unfortunately, a lot of people right now do not see that hope right now. Not Barack Obama type hope. That hope, right? Who's that? Hope Solo? Not her hope. She was a terrible person. But what we're talking about is real hope from within. Not what somebody's going to do for you, not what somebody can possibly do for you, but the hope that you can get yourself to a mental awareness and not be influenced. We're going to get into a couple articles right now that's going to show you the level of, of lunacy that's out there right now. That if, if this is what they're reporting on, how can you believe them on what they're reporting on uh, about any kind of COVID deaths or not? For the record, as of right now, there's 5 million deaths, if we're to believe the numbers, worldwide from COVID. Now, that seems like an exorbitant amount of, uh, of deaths. One death is one too many, correct? Of course. But we also are not meant to live forever. We need to have cycles of people coming and going. And now, I hope to God it's not your family or any listeners of the Who Cares podcast. Anybody else, that's fine. But if they're your family or my family or listeners here... Definitely not us. We don't want any of us touched. But other people, we need them to go sometimes, you know? So that's just the cycle of life, right? Five million is definitely too much. If we're to believe that that's talking worldwide, we know, would it be safe to say that not not only is our data here probably pretty suspect on a lot of this because of, of the amount of money, just follow the money, the amount of money that is given to the administrator to the administrators by the government by all these incentives for COVID deaths essentially, right? So when they write down COVID, uh, you know they could have died from you know heart attack or they could have died from cancer, but if they had COVID, you know definitely it all goes under the COVID banner, right? So if if you would, let's agree that our numbers could be skewed, right? Now imagine the numbers in every other country with their. <laughs> 
with their transparency, right? I mean, no, look at America is not perfect. Definitely much corruption here. But if we're comparing, uh, I, I can't even say this with a straight face. Would you, would you, would you agree that it's very, very possible that numbers outside of the United States are up for grabs? I mean, we don't even know sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't even know who their leader is because they've taken him out or they have, I mean, we, you know, just like, what is it? In Jamaica, they killed the, the president. Um, in China, everything's closed door there. We, they, they're still saying that the COVID was from a meat market or a fish market. Uh, Russia, would you believe their numbers? I don't know. I'm not really sure about that one. And those are, those are just some of the more first world countries. So who knows, right? So if, Five million is the estimate, which I would say, if I were a betting man, is a higher estimate than really the actual death from the COVID illness. But let's say it's around there, give or take a million. We took a look at an article. This is from the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy, uh, the University of Minnesota. This is from 2000 and let's see, 17, I believe. Yeah, 2017, December of 2017. So I thought that this was interesting here. It said, <laughs> the earlier death estimate has been cited by the WHO, who, since 2004, no information on how experts arrived at the figure because they didn't reflect the experience of developing countries. The numbers are thought to underestimate the true death burden. 700,000 uh, people died in 2017 from, from flu-like symptoms. But they're saying that really... Any other number before this probably shouldn't even be taken into account because they really they don't know how these experts came up with it. This organization, the World Health Organization, has no idea really. No, the, the, the experts they had no idea. That's what this the study is showing. So the researchers, the new study uh, since then though, um, many countries have improved their vital records and flu surveillance systems, uh, enabling more low to middle income countries to estimate deaths from the disease. Okay, so in 2017, they're saying possibly some of these countries are now just getting into the 21st century. Amazing how that works. And so now we're supposed to, that's, that's, only, two, that's only two years ago, two or three years ago. And so now we're supposed to believe that it's, it's all, uh, they've, they've perfected it, and of course their numbers are correct. Of course their numbers are correct. If we're talking about a flu season, and it's 700,000 in the same article, they talk about how that's probably not the number either. They probably underestimated it because the researchers now say that the new estimate is it's probably higher because the older numbers probably didn't reflect the experience of some of the hardest hit areas of the world, underestimating the death burden. They noted, however, that their new estimate may mask the true overall death burden because the study focused only on respiratory deaths related to the flu. So that 700,000 deaths for 2017 is only linked to the respiratory aspect of the flu. That's what their main concentration was. So what are we talking about? All these numbers are, are they're just fake. Are they, I mean, it's unbelievable that, that nobody... Uh, so let's say let's say for 2017, I let's give it another 300,000. I think that's that's probably a, f a fair estimate, right? So let's say a million that year, and then a million, you know, the next year, 2018, right? So that's two million deaths from the flu. That's three million less. I know that's that's a lot. Three million less than COVID. But if we're to believe the COVID number, we're 
we would we would think right and we've just talked about that that a lot of these numbers were inflated due to if you had covid but you died of someone else if you want the money boom covid i would estimate i don't and i look at it nobody knows and anybody that says they do know anything, like if you, anybody at your, at uh, Christmas time, if you guys got any arguments over any of this, you guys are a bunch. Tell tell that guy to shut the fuck up and get out of my, get out of your family or get out of your friendship, because they don't know anything. I don't know anything. You don't know anything. All I'm trying to do is provide resources so that we're not in fear and maybe get a little angry at the people that are trying to withhold you from living your life right now due to basically numbers, a little high, a, a worse flu, definitely a worse flu, definitely 1 million or, or, or more uh, deaths. And that, that's a lot. Of course, worldwide, that is a lot. You got to put things in context. Context is king. At the time when it first came out, we did not have any protection for it. these flus supposedly have had these vaccines for their, the, you know, the flu shot or whatever people used to get, right? So they were already prepared. We were already prepared for the flu and we still had those kind of numbers. So if we're looking at it now, when people have the boosters and the vaccines and all that, and it looks to be like it's slowing things down, even though cases are going, but nobody's dying at the rate they were. Governors have now learned not to put the elderly with with uh, COVID all in one room like uh, Cuomo did. So they've they've learned from their mistakes, right? So the uh, the larger people with the diabetes <laughs> and the uh, sorry, it's not the laughing matter, but the people with the diabetes and the, the larger folk, the people could could have, we could have saved a lot of lives that those larger folk just would have stayed home and not gone to the hospital where there are germs and the care was was very strange because the the care workers did a fantastic job, but they're also worried about their own self because they didn't know what they were dealing with. And that's just human nature. So all of the different, all of the different variables on, God, I keep using that word, but it's true. All the different variables from the beginning. Uh, yes, there's more cases and there's more variants. There's always going to be variants. The Omicron, we're closing everything down. Not yet a single person has died. Possibly two, possibly two, but they don't think those two, their underlying conditions were so bad. It's possible they died of the omic. But even then, two, two. Let's give it three people. And is it? What are we doing? I mean, does that make any sense on any logical level? It doesn't, does it? And if you're noticing, more and more people are getting silenced, which should really alarm you, because even if these people that are out there talking about the different statistics and these doctors that have been in Joe Rogan that seem pretty fucking credible to me, but even these doctors that are on there out there. They're getting silenced for what reason? You can make up your own mind as a person, but you need to have information out there. You could say that guy's just a quack. You could say, I'm a complete idiot, Stephen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Fine. But at least you have the information out there. Wouldn't, I mean, I know a lot of you would want me silenced, but we can't have that. We have to have thought. We have to have discussion. We have to have the freedom to speak. And if they're silencing us on the biggest platforms... YouTube and, and, and Twitter, and they're using their power for evil, really, is what they're doing. Because you think you can say that they're a privately held company, or they're not private, they're publicly held, but they're a, a company. They're their own, they, make, they can set the rules. Well, that's fine, except for the fact that they have a monopoly on that particular space. There's no other Facebook. There's no other, that, they own Instagram too, as well. The, uh, other, the top, uh, social media site twitter being the other one so what is there four four guys in town snapchat is a distant distant 
and any other stupid uh, Republican uh, backed <laughs> uh, fake YouTube or whatever, those they haven't got any traction. There's only from uh, four or five different uh, entities that really move any kind of needle or that actually have any kind of power to to generate listenership. And if they're banning people from saying possible, possibly true things, or even at its worst, maybe it's complete nonsense, those people will get found out and the public won't listen to them. But it's a real weird time where they're making a concerted effort to control the narrative, to control what you're listening to. And so we're here to tell you, just fuck them and just laugh at everything. Treat the world like it's a game. That's what I do. Let's listen to this. We record because we record Because when there's darkness in the night We can truly fight Thank you for coming to the Bill. My name is Albert. I won't be able to see you today because my system is down. Can you call us back in 24 hours? Well, I don't know about that, Uber. Um, what I'd like to know is I got a bill from you guys today, and uh, that's interesting that your system's down. I think that that's why I don't owe this money. I mean, you guys you guys just hit me with something that came out of the blue. I don't even know if it's fraudulent or not. And now you're telling me your system's down. I think that this piece of paper that I'm looking at is fraudulent. That's what I would think. I mean, if somebody were to call my business and I'd tell them, hey, look it, you have nothing... We have nothing on you. We sent you uh, something in writing for a bill, and you're telling me your system uh-huh. is down. Why would I? Why would I give yes. you that? Why would I give you that uh, grace? Tell me. Sure. I mean, please. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, I wish I could help you right now, but I don't have system. So if I don't have system, why are you at work then? Okay, put it this way: if I don't have system, how do you want me to help you out? Well, why are you at work then? What are you doing there? We're trying to get the the, the system all of you guys running again. All of you guys? Do you guys st- yes. Do you guys stand on each other's backs and like hold the screws and like it goes into the internet interweb? Uh, what are you, What are you talking about, man? Uh, uh, there's probably there's no manual. There's no um, hard files. You guys got nothing? No, everything 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 Digital. is in our uh, in our computer. If the systems go down, yeah. we're not able to get That's access. crazy. That's crazy. And this is this is all uh, emergency. You guys are what? The emergency physician. Group. Emergency. Yeah, this emergency is an emergency. Physicians. You guys aren't living up to your name. Wait, what happened? You're not you're not living up to your name, kind of. It, you know, it says emergency, and this is kind of one. Members, I mean, sometimes we're gonna have you know technical problems. Mm-hmm. The day I get the, get the day I get this letter saying I owe almost a thousand dollars to you. It's interesting. It's fascinating. Um, okay, so you guys are what based out of Oklahoma City, supposedly or something? But you guys do what all uh, emergency groups or something? Yeah, yes, we do the emergency room for first aid. All across the nation, or just where? For the whole United States. The whole United States. So that's a lot of people. No wonder your system's down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys are a little too big. Um, what what do you think happened, man? I don't know what happened. Okay. 
Well, I mean, oh, he just hung up. So that's what you do when somebody calls you, right? You know, somebody calls you. That that I guarantee you that was a fraudulent. I, I that call was the most ridiculous call. Uh, I have insurance. I don't know what the this this company called uh, emergency services, right? And this is a kind of this kind of low level uh, snake oil salesman is 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 permeating on all levels. All the all the bad people are coming out right now. And you're seeing that on a local level. You're seeing that with friends you thought they were friends, or you know maybe they were a little bit shady or something. But these guys are now they've they have no ambition, they have no drive, they have no idea where their next EDD money is coming. From. You're starting to see real characteristics of people losing their mind. And so we gotta we gotta get we gotta talk right now. This is a very serious subject right now. We need you out there, the who cares listener, to take some time, unplug the devices. Get into a, a zen-like state and just take five minutes and write down what you will and won't accept this next, this next year. What is it that you want to accomplish? And write it down real fast. Take five minutes and write it down real fast. And then you put a one or two or three next to each individual thing that you want to accomplish. Not just the thing you want to get, but put things too, just so you can make, so you get excited. But maybe you want to learn Spanish. Maybe like that's what I'm speaking of. Spanish. I am Mexican. I should learn Spanish. And then write, uh, that way you can categorize the different uh, level of goals that you want, to, you want to achieve. But this way it also harnesses your brain to have some kind of control. Because the only thing you can control is yourself. And that's always been the case. You can't control what stupid pundit is talking about on the news. You can't control what uh, the Pope uh, says about dogs and cats. You can't control gem of a story right here. You can't control Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez today, just to show you what a laugh, a laughing stock, what a game this world is. Selena Gomez is now definitely she's much older she's much more mature she's turning 30 that's scary because uh i don't know that's really weird but it says selena gomez is all grown up and she says that the the title of the article is selena gomez felt like she wasn't pretty enough in her youth can you believe that the older i got though the more i evolved now you'd say that's what what, you, what the fuck are you talking about, Steve? What, who who would write it? Well, David Artavia would write this article, of course. Da old David here. Selena Gomez. Girls, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you. And I know everybody is, is crushed that Selena Gomez had this idea about herself that she was not a pretty girl. That speaks to the level of idiocy that we see permeating throughout the people that we supposedly looked up to previously. But I think this whole COVID nonsense and all that has done one good thing, and that's dropped the celebrities down to a, a, the lowest levels I think I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, it's, it's, they're almost non-existent. You could put anybody in a movie now. As long as the movie's good or the, sh the TV show's good, who cares who's in it? Selena Gomez, man. If she didn't think she's pretty, then who, that's real nice. Who did? Who does anybody think they're pretty? 
I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I can tell you right now, Selena, you were pretty. I probably jerked off to you many times. Not now so much. Well, now that you're feeling real good about yourself, you are older. I mean, you're 30, you know. But uh, glad you're feeling better about yourself. And she's talking as if she's gone on this pilgrimage. And she's, she's now the ripe old age of 85, wandering the earth like a scholar, just living off the earth. And she says, in my early 20s, which was what, six years ago, seven years ago? In my early 20s, I felt like I wasn't pretty enough, explained Gomez. At the age of seven, Jesus, I thought it was in her early 20s. Okay, now she's backtracking. At the age of seven, I noticed I was already working and in the hair and makeup chair. What the, wait, hold on. At the age of seven, I was already working and in the hair and makeup chair. Okay. Even then, I noticed certain beauty trends and, and how I didn't match them. What, what trends would those be? Was there an ugly trend? Was there, I don't remember that trend going on when you were when 10, 15 years ago. I don't, I don't remember that trend ever taking off. Maybe when that movie Precious came out. Maybe that one. Or when that one lady won uh, America's Got Talent and she was horrific looking, but she had the voice of an angel. What was her name, Adele? No, not Adele. I'm just kidding. No, she was like a, uh, she was some British, I don't know, operatic singer. I forget her name. Maybe that, maybe during that time. You know what? Maybe that was the, is that the trend that Selena, you didn't feel right during that time or what's going on? You had body dysmorphia? Well, you know what that's called. It is. It, there's an actual, so what happened is we always like to give you little gems here on the Who Cares podcast. And so what we did is we looked up what kind of condition uh, this, this uh, mentally ill uh, actress, Selena Gomez, has. Now, you know, it's weird because I used to get her and Vanessa Hudgens uh, mixed up. Is that wrong? Which one was in High School Musical? I know there's probably, I haven't even read the end of it. I know that she probably brings it back around and gives some inspirational speech to girls about how, you know, even I felt like I was ugly. No, you, if you did, you're a complete psycho. But if you, if you did, if, if, if you're trying to say it too, so girls kind of can know that they, but they're not like you, Selena. They're not. They didn't. They didn't date Justin Bieber for fifteen years or whatever. They didn't have a quinceanera with Justin Bieber like you did. Okay, so they don't. The, your their, your lives are not are completely not equal. So don't try to make them equal by saying that you thought you were ugly so that you can have a longer career. Now is basically what you're doing. You, you want a little longer career, and you want to be now the every woman because. Maybe your looks are, you're starting to see that they are fading and you want to take it back. You want to own it. You want to own your looks because it looks like, it looks like, you know, we got, we got, might have to have a little talk with you because as we know, COVID does prey on the, uh, on the overweight. So, you know, if there's something that needs to be said here, maybe it's, maybe it's, Hey, Selena, maybe let's not get a little too comfortable with how you're feeling. Okay. So Ms. Gomez, unfortunately suffers from a condition called Body Negative. And let's let this gentleman tell you all about it. Body Negative is a condition where a person thinks they're ugly, and this is why their personal life is a fail, and their whole life is a fail. Most often such people are attractive, and the problem is more about self-esteem than real flaws. That is the simple answer to a mentally ill woman. 
that needs something besides her reaching the age of 30. If the people, if the media is reporting on this, also the same media is reporting on everything else. So David, whatever his name is, is the same person as the person reporting on the COVID case. He just got, probably he's excited. He probably got, he'd rather talk about Selena. And so look it. That's why the world needs to be a game, people. That is why you need to make it a game and make it your make it your game, not the Hunger Games, not Squid Games, but make it your game, not Life or Death. But let's make it make it fun, and make it. You have to laugh at everything because people are gonna disappoint you. People will definitely disappoint you. But there's also I run into people, I run into so many people a week, and so many the the, the pluses far away the negatives. And and in this past couple of weeks since New Year's, uh, there's been a couple of little different <laughs> to say the least bizarre behavior by people that we thought we knew and, and you know who cares it, it doesn't matter because you you look at the people that are coming unhinged if you look at their body right for instance if you look at the people that are coming unhinged in particular there's been some people in my life that that uh, I'm not surprised because you, one look, you just have to take a look at their body and they're usually slouched over and they usually have a drawn face and they're not happy and their living situation is not good and they're, they're, they don't take care of their body. They're usually doing mass amounts of drugs. I, I don't know, but you can, you can if, if, you were to, if you were to draw somebody right now that would bring negativity into your life, I'm, sh- uh, I'm sure you could come up with an idea, right? of what that person looks like. You know, like I said, it's hunched over, um, you know, just sad, drawn face. And those people are the people that are delusional and the ones that are causing havoc on the rest of us. When everybody else is trying to survive in the best way they know how. And with this podcast, hopefully you understand that you, you too don't have to sit at home and be miserable and, and look at the news every day and look at the alerts going on and, and getting out there and doing the things that you, that you love, being passionate about, taking that Muay Thai class. I got kicked in the groin recently. That, but you know what? I don't care because of my back doing Muay Thai and I love it. And going to the gym and, and getting the blood flowing and make his emotion, it creates emotion. And every action you do today creates another reaction. And the positive one, hopefully, you don't have to be trapped in your environment. You are only you are only at the mercy of whatever it is you can imagine. If you can imagine big and wonderful things, it doesn't even have to be that big. How about if it's just today, tomorrow, just do one thing that you didn't do this whole year, maybe, this whole past year. One thing that you knew you should have done, maybe it was to clean your room, maybe it was to, you know, call somebody and tell them you love them. I don't know what it is, but all those things stack on top of each other. And sooner or later, you're not going to be worried about people, the way they drive. You're not going to be worried about Selena Gomez and her body dysmorphia, smishmorphia. Wish somebody would have done a smishmorphia on her. But I'm just kidding. Selena, I love you. I used to love you. I mean, that's she should be happy about. It's the fact that I did used to jerk off to Selena Gomez. Definitely not, not so much now, but uh, you know, I'm sure there was a time. You know, I'm laying around the house during the, you know, one of her shows comes at Wizards of Waverly Place or something. I don't know what was it. Life of 
of uh, Selena Gomez. Anyways, I don't know what it was, but what I can tell you, the world is absurd. It is absolutely absurd. And you're starting to see people not understanding that and still taking what these politicians and what people of importance, supposed importance, are saying for truth. And you have to accept the fact that they're not smart. Well, they're smart at manipulating, but they don't know anything but deception. And that's where we're at. And probably it's been like that forever. It's just now we have, they're being exposed daily. And not one person is really, I'll give it up to Joe Rogan, though, definitely. He is creating, a, a, he's using his platform, whether you agree with him or not, or whatever. He's bringing on different varying points of view. And he's, he is really, um, has really shined a light on, on the idiocy of the world. Ours is a little more intimate, it's a little more personal, and we definitely are no way even a speck to Joe Rogan's massive success. But in keeping with that theme, this small little hometown podcast that has grown, I mean, it does go globally. We do have Ireland for some reason. Thank you to my Irish brethren. How, what, what language do Irish people speak? Ah, just kidding. <laughs> but you know what? There is Gaelic. Hello, in Irish Gaelic, you say, give Irish blessings to all my Irish following over there in Ireland. I can All I can say is health and long life to you. See? Already, I'm learning so many, so many new languages here. It's unbelievable. But anyways, thank you. No, I really appreciate the support over there. Um, and like, like I said, we're the number one comedy in, uh, well, wherever. I was in one of the other episodes. I forget what... I've yet to get the key to the city or anything of that. Nobody's had me come down there and do a a live event or something. So, but we definitely are climbing all the time, and you're the reason why we want to keep this podcast going. I mean, really, what I do is what I do, and it it's really not work at all. It's just work. My life, it's just all one, and I enjoy everything that I do. There's not a day that I wake up that I dread pretty much doing anything. And and to me, that's ultimate happiness, whether it's during COVID, not COVID, you know, Pepsid, whatever, whatever variant, variant, Do we, can we say variant in a variant way? Um, so anyways, to get back to all the news stories, let's get back to that. Last week, we did lose Betty White, which is horrible. Uh, no, that's actually not that horrible. She was 99 years old. She brought us so much, so much laughter, so many good things. And yes, it's nice to have a, a wonderful person like that still in the world. But how much more could she make us laugh? I mean, she pretty much, she's done it all. We have all the memories with her. And, she, you know, I'm sure she was tired. I'm sure she was. I mean, at 99 years old. You know, so we have Betty White dies, and then we have Gisle- the complete opposite of a Betty White, Gislaine, the old Gislaine Maxwell. I, I think most people are more offended by her name than anything, but Gislaine got found guilty. But just today, just today, can you, just like everything else that's absurd, one of the jurors, you'd think that these jurors. They would find, you know, these prosecutors, they would find the cream of the crop and probably one of the most highly anticipated and, and hopefully locked down trials of the century. I mean, this we're talking about widespread sexual, I mean, the, the actual, the, 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 the story itself is 
would have been a couple of years ago conspiracy theory stuff that that Trump and and Clinton and Bill Gates and the Prince of England and I mean and they're all just fucking young girls supposedly maybe well we know the prince prince was cuz you I mean, you could tell by that interview we can't say that about the other ones they were just on the other ones were just on his plane right whatever and it, those are just the ones we know about they did not even bring up any other the, the, none of the prosecutors brought up any of the names and looks like she worked for uh Mossad uh, her dad did uh, Jewish, and they were Jewish intelligence, Israeli intelligence. Uh, her dad was known that he was, a, and Epstein was. Uh, that's how it's all part of that circle. And probably what they did is they were getting dirt on the other, on other heads of state and whatnot. That was their uh, their racket, their business, right? because everybody said that Epstein didn't know a, nothing about the stock market, and yet he made all this money in the stock market. And anybody like Eric Weinstein, uh, excuse me, uh, not he's uh, uh, had to go see him one time. Not not the not the disgraced director. Eric Weinstein's a one of the brightest minds. But anyways, he went and talked to him, and he saw that he was like a construct. He was nothing. He he, he, he was like an evil, like a, a guy playing an evil character in a, in a movie. And he had all these little weird cameras over. So they had all these cameras around to use as to use as leverage on when you know they'd they'd give the rooms to their buddies, you know. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? Oh, that girl was fourteen, and they knew it. But oh, what do you know? We have we have the footage, and so now you're going to be have to do what we say. That's the that's the way the the espionage has worked forever. But it just got to a level of just, just out of proportion, maybe probably because Epstein was so egregious with it. He, he probably loved the pedophilia aspect more than probably the, maybe the Israelis knew or wanted to know or thought, you know, and then he became expendable, right? And she was too. And she just sounds like a, a complete, vapid, nothing going uh, just a horrific. I mean, she. I mean, she did learn all. I mean, talk about learning languages. The lady learned a bunch of languages, but she sounds like she was very boring. She sounds like she was very spoiled. She sounds like she was just. She's. She was never pretty. Um, so I think if anybody should have had what old Selena Gomez has, I think. I think definitely, uh, old Ghislaine should definitely have had that body dysmorphia or whatever shaming uh, idea in her mind, whatever, because she never looked good. I, not even the young photo uh, that did she look good. So that right there, I mean, I don't know why any girl would have listened to her. I mean, maybe because a lot of young hot girls want to be around ugly girls. That's just probably what it is. And they probably thought old Ghislaine is, doesn't get much uglier. So how, how bad could she be? Right. She's ugly, you know? But turns out she was a complete and utter disgrace. So here you have Betty White, one of the most beautiful people ever, you know, heading on out, final game, overtime, big casino in the sky, whatever you want to call it. And then you have Ghislaine over here getting convicted. However, our justice system, our prosecutors, picked the cream of the crop on the jury. And this goof of a juror, he not only does he post pictures of himself on Instagram saying he's a juror. Look at me, look at me. I can't believe I did it. I'm a juror. Can you believe that? What kind of fucking idiot does that? And then on top of that, he opened his big mouth to one of the uh, reporters talking about how he was abused. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I ever told the prosecutors that or not. And that's probably one of the reasons why I convicted her. So Now, if he didn't tell the prosecutors or, or the defense attorneys when they were doing the whole interview process, it now negates the whole trial. Because this one dum dum 
didn't have the sense to shut his mouth after the, you, why, why even talk about it? You did your duty. Now get the fuck out of here. You're not a celebrity. But like everybody, everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to have their time in the sun. And this guy looks like she has a very, look at Ghislaine Maxwell's guilty verdict will very likely get tossed and her case retried after juror comments on sexual abuse. Experts say. Now we all know experts. They haven't been coming through too well. Uh, when you see expert, you should probably, these are the kind of stories. These are the, Biggest stories in the world, supposedly, that we should care about. And they're all just fucking up shit. Everybody's fucking up shit. They want us to worry. remember last year, January 6th. I, I guess. Why? Nobody was killed. I mean, people were killed. I guess there was some people killed. But it happened. It was. It, it sucked. Whatever. Like, can we move on? I mean, it has nothing to do with politics. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to remember any other riot or anything like that. Like it's, it's, we have so much more to keep going on. No, uh, nothing was stolen from there except for a laptop, right? And that was returned, right, to Pelosi. And, and they got everybody else. They made examples of them. Let's move on. Who cares? Let's move on. They think that the public really is still hung up on. That was a year ago. Uh, tensions were high. You know, I'm not surprised. The, the biggest dum dum, the QAnon people, those people are not the brightest people. Uh, but that's what happens when you don't lead. You get weirdos, you know, sitting in the Oval Office or whatever they did. Not the Oval Office, whatever, the, the tundra, the frozen tundra. I don't know, whatever it's called, the rotunda, whatever it is. I know it was, it's sad that a policeman got hurt, I guess, and then one died from a heart attack a day later or something, or he, he couldn't take it or he committed suicide. I don't know, man. Uh, bizarre. Because I saw a lot of a lot of video too, and the cops are joking around, letting them in. And I know it, and then, and then they just shot that one lady. She was a complete idiot. She you see how wild she was, but she probably shouldn't have been shot, putting her head through. I mean, all around the. It, that's what happens when there's chaos. And so never join a riot. Okay, that's just just don't, especially if there's some guy named Q talking to you. But nobody wants to talk. about that, that that's over. Let's talk. About, let's let's try and lead now instead of rehashing the past, man. It, there's nothing you can do about it. You, already, you got the FBI after everybody. Like that shaman man who's doing like four years for walking around in uh, I get the people's uh, place, right? And the people do own it, but he looked like a complete goof. So that's what happens. He gets three years for being. I mean, is that right? Probably not. But you know, he was the face of it and. Don't do these kind of things if you aren't ready to possibly uh, get the punishment for it. So, anyways, enough about that. So, Ghislaine Maxwell's—they fucked it up again. She'll probably now die. You know, I'm sure somebody's going to kill her now. I mean, you know, would think, right? Because uh, somehow, some way, this is this is not this is it's not going to end well. It's going to be weird, I, it, and people are tired of it, and. Those the the women didn't really get the chance to sue, or they're getting the money. They the FBI lost all the CDs that had all the information. I mean, it's just well, how are we supposed to take any of these people seriously? You can't. You but you can take yourself seriously. You can take your health seriously. You can get out and get some vitamin D, and you can go out and for the ladies, you can get some D, and maybe some men too. Get some D and and make yourself feel better. You know. Surround yourself. Luckily, I have a great, great group of friends and a great uh, close-knit family. Uh, 
that we're all, you know, helping each other here. And so I just want to, because if it ha- if, if there was, if I didn't have some of this stuff here, and if I didn't have the upbringing, I, I would be like some other people that we know that we that, that unfortunately uh, some of my uh, friends have ran into and brought in their lives, and I see all the chaos, man. Um, and, and these people are unhinged. And they have nobody. They don't have any parents anymore. They don't have friends, and they're just sad people. And, and they're they're just they're dying, essentially. They're they're old and dying, like an old fern, like an old piece of wood. And you know, there's nothing you can do but run them over. <laughs> no, you, can, you let those those people are going to be that way, and, and maybe they wouldn't have been have this whole nonsense uh, hysteria affecting, but it is affecting people. And you kind of got to distance yourself from these type of uh, energy suckers, negative energy leeches. And you have to, you have to produce the lifestyle that you want by putting people around you that are positive, that support you no matter what. No matter what, if you have a crazy idea, hopefully that person support your friends support you on it. I mean, within reason, I mean, they got to be realistic about some things, but who's to say what you can and can't do in this world, right? That's right. Because as we're noticing, everything that we're seeing, is is there any kind of entertainment? As you and your friends get together and you're like, I got to see this show. I got it. I got it. You know, this artist is just blowing. Like, There's nothing right now that is that. People are excited about, for real, and that's a shame. It's a shame on all ends. It's a shame that the uh, entertainment industry, they're just as disheveled. You can see it, too. They've lost their mind. Um, Music, uh, musicians right now are not putting out their best work for the most part. There's some. I can't say there isn't. There's a lot of great, but there's a lot of great musicians. But I think, like everybody, they're... Technology is creating to a vacuum where people aren't really sure where it's headed because it's moving so fast and AI and uh, VR and the ability to shape shift will be here pretty soon and we'll probably be half Android, half human within the next 30 to 40 years. And so the ability to make money is stifling to the creative processes for many of these different entities and artists and entertainment groups. So the only entertainment we're getting is these kind of articles like Jizz Lane, Selena Gomez. And th- this one is, this one is, this is another fantastic article right here. We have a Karen attacks a black man after he allegedly was served first at a Hilton hotel in Rio de Janeiro. What the fuck are we talking about? So some, that's pretty funny. I mean, it's, it, of course they want to divide us, right? Of course. But new, but like the, the the beginning sentence here is New Year, same old Karens, <laughs> and I guess a white woman attacks a black man at a Hilton hotel because the incident allegedly happened after hotel staff served the black man first, who was prioritized because he's a diamond member, you dumb bitch, before the white woman and her partner. So he was served before the white woman and her partner. And she couldn't believe it, so she attacks him. That is unbelievable. Now, is she white? Because she is from, is she from Rio de Janeiro? Because that'd be interesting. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the uh, Noah here. Noah McGee is his name that wrote this. I wouldn't put it past him if he didn't know that um, 
Yeah, they're Port- They're from, well, I guess Portuguese would be considered Caucasian. But for the most part, Brazilians are not considered, I guess, ethnicity-wise, I guess they would be uh, Caucasian. Yeah. But no, many people think of Brazilians as traditionally white. I mean, they, a lot of them are fair-skinned. They look uh, like very European. Let's see if we can play the clip here. Y'all haven't de-escalated the situation because y'all, she's still right there, still talking. Y'all supposed to separate the party. No. <laughs> yep, I get it. It's all on camera. This is all on camera. He touched him. He's not by the way. Yeah. She touched him. It's all on camera. Everything is on camera. Everything is on camera. Wow. Is it, yes, it, everything is on camera. Everything is on okay, so if I can give you a little bit of commentary here. Uh, the lady could not control herself. She was so mad at this uh, this black gentleman was getting served first. I mean, he's a diamond member. Why? I mean, that's and uh, I guess over her husband and the husband was talking some nonsense, I guess too. But the lady could not control it. She could not control herself so much that she just couldn't. She didn't know what to do with herself, and she just goes and like tries to strangle this much bigger uh, black dude uh, than she is. So she goes after the black dude and just starts, like, she can't take it. She just wants to strangle him. And you can see her face. She, it's almost like she, that's the only thing she, her Neanderthal mind could, could think to do. And so he couldn't believe it. And then the husband comes over and puts his hand on the, the black dude. And the black dude, boom, one shot. And the dude is still out. Still out. That's what we're witnessing right now. This is a, this is a, great, piece of, this is a great piece of footage right here. They didn't de-escalate the situation by moving the parties away. They still let her be right there. Why y'all still get, oh, get her? Get her under. Where is y'all security? Get her under control. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> I don't understand this. This is crazy. Where is y'all security? No, because this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. And y'all still haven't restrained her. Don't come over here, baby girl. Baby girl, I'm not him. Hold on, cause uh, she I'm gonna grab her right by the neck. Girl, I'm not him. But they didn't restrain you. It's not us. We're not. I swear everything. So good. I need a room key. I just. <laughs> I don't know. But we need to get those two commentators. The guys commentating on, on the show, man. They're they're great. I love them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the Hilton knows security was a little lackluster. I just it just goes to show you, man. People, who knows? So I think the main takeaway from that clip is to everyone, every one of my listeners out there of the Who Cares podcast. This year, remember that clip because this year, kind of understand that we don't know where everybody's mind is at and that the possibility of them acting a fool like that lady is a very, very real possibility. And either you're going to handle it like the dude did or you're going to put yourself in some weird situation that you probably don't need to be in. And I know most of my listeners out there can handle themselves. That's not the issue. The issue is 
you don't want to put yourself in that position. So when you see something like that coming on the horizon, remember that clip this year and try to try to step back, look at all the angles and, and not let your emotions get the best of you this year. Because don't be like everyone else. While everybody else is losing their goddamn mind, you are the one that's calm. You are the one that's collected. You are the one that sees everything. And you're the one that sets the example to everybody else out there. So don't see red. Don't see red. See green. See bright colors. See the future. I'll always make sure to let you know what's going on. Make sure you take stardustpill.com. Stardust pill, but do me the big favor, please. Do me the one, that one big favor. Take that time, take that time. Take five minutes, take seven minutes, and write down as many goals, dreams, aspirations, things you want to acquire. Just, just put it all down, and then go back and revisit it. Put them in categories. The highest priority to maybe somewhere down the line, maybe two, three months to a year's time. You know, use whatever kind of system you want. Do you want to put a one or a two or a three or whatever you want to do, an ABC, but make sure and you email me at Stephen at who cares a podcast.com Stephen at who cares a podcast.com. You email me and let me know so that you have somebody holding you accountable. And if you want me to share some of them, I will. If not, no big deal. I won't, but I'll give you a month. And I guarantee you, if you just start putting in and acting some of these goals and dreams and just or just simple tasks that you need to create, you watch the magic that's going to happen in just one month. You can't tell me your life is going to be at least somewhat better, but I believe exponentially better just because I know. I know you and I know how the magic works and I know together the magic and you it could be nothing but great success moving forward. Happy New Year everybody. Back in my school there's acting the fool days one and one and one and three and the man's a key come and touch yourself a piece of big time On the platforms he's riding trodden horses never made sense to me I didn't want to be
eyes, you're out of your head.